0: You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your
1: hosts, Bill and Travis. $152.
0: Is that where you're going to pay me this week?
1: Exactly. It's exactly <laughs> this. No, I heard the statistic that... Uh, most guys spend a hundred and fifty-two dollars on Valentine's Day. That's the Are average. Are you kidding That's me? That's the average. So some spend way over. You know, and I remember the f- the first year. I think we were we were married. Sarah was like, "You don't think to give me anything for Valentine's Day?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, whatever." Like, okay, so <laughs> like,
0: whenever a woman says that, like internally, you're like, "You're just saying that because you're preparing yourself in case I don't do anything." Exactly. But really, you want something, right? So, so was yeah. she was she playing the game? Was she like,
1: "I really want you to do something, but just in case?" So I get all the I get flowers, I get chocolate, and I'm like, "And here you go." <laughs> yeah. And this dead cold look at me, like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like wait and i mean i spent some bank you know first time because you're like i'm gonna <laughs> show them this is it so i get this so i buy the flowers like the, you know the the dozen roses that cost 97 dollars or whatever you know crazy right, right, right. i don't even remember anymore back in my day you know it was like 38 and that was considered like a <laughs> thousand bucks you know because of inflation and then you know, the chocolate all that kind of stuff and she's like no like i was serious i was like are you were serious about that <laughs> And so, need why didn't she want like anything for it? Well, she she she's awesome because she thinks that like she's like, why would you do it once when you could maybe take the next. 10 months that you break that same costume. <sighs> oh, cost in, yeah. And yeah, there you yeah, are. Yeah. You know, you're yeah, making Yeah, yeah, So, 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 it's so she's like,
0: why save it for one day when 364 days out of the year you ignore me, neglect me, exactly, and don't buy me flowers? You exactly, jerk. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Which all is right, pretty much it. Right. That's why I like Sarah.
0: She's a, she's a rock star in my she life. She is a
1: rock star. So, but uh, so, so, anyways, so it's just this funny thing about. The chaos of that, and like trying to trying to work together to like, okay, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna find ways all throughout the year to do that. Yeah, and you know she really values that kind of quality time like that. It's her love language. It is. It is. You know, even even then, it's like now. You know, so Valentine's Day this year, we do stuff with the kids. So obviously the kids <sighs> get like dolled on like crazy, <laughs> and we more make,
0: chocolate. Like like oh, yeah. I, I, like. The holidays make it so difficult to do any kind of dieting because as soon as you're done with one holiday you're like okay now i can do it and it's like oh no it's valentine's day so now your house is full of chocolate and then you're like okay i can finally power through the chocolate now march and then it's like no march is saint patrick's day so you know
1: and and before that it's the season of girl scout cookies so like (laughs) so and those cute kids are like here buy these cookies and you're like no okay i guess it's it's only
0: five dollars it's for a good cause swear to god like every time i buy a box i'm like you know i'm going to share this and then a day later, I'm like, I've powered through the entire box. Here, honey, it's I shared
1: this one cookie with you. <laughs> right, right. Some other jerk ate the rest of them. I'm just going to eat one, the one did of did these
0: it. tagalongs, and then five tagalongs later, I'm through a whole sleeve, and I'm like, oh my god. You have
1: tagged them all along. Right. with other. I each should just other.
0: eat them all and and get rid of the evidence <laughs> exactly. that I didn't buy them That's and it. just power through them, and I'll Is work that it off nicer? tomorrow.
1: even <laughs> nicer? But so so we made the kids, you know, we make the kids breakfast all that kind of stuff. But I love it because we don't normally get a chance to make breakfast um, because it's just well, I make breakfast, but it's like. It's someone's eating cereal and someone else is eating this, and we're all kind of running in the morning. Right, but it makes me value when we get to stop in the evening for dinner. Yeah, and, and I just love the value of that. And you know, I I know we did a podcast a while ago on on family dinners and the yep. and the importance. But, but it's funny how many times I need to be reminded of that, of that, too. And, you know, you shared that article with me that I love that was like, man, this is great. We probably should talk about this. And so today kind of brought up the idea of, of the impact of family dinners. Yes. Yes, that, so.
0: the table used to be a sacred space within within our culture and within our families. And now we run at such a pace that it, it is it's staggering the number of families that struggle to have a meal together yeah. a week. Yeah. And uh, and then even then it's it's a meal at McDonald's or it's a meal at Chick-fil-A. By the way, Chick-fil-A has mac and cheese and it's delicious. Dude, It's amazing. It's fantastic. Anyways, <laughs> my name is Travis. It's good to be back, Bill. It's been like a month, man. It
1: has been. We've missed you. Hey, this is Bill. But yeah. We've missed you. have missed well, you on the podcast. I,
0: I love the interviews you've been doing, though, and uh, so encouraging and so powerful. And uh, So keep doing those. If you haven't listened to them, go back and listen to yeah, them. Yeah, check them out. A so, lot of wisdom from those people. So my journey with Valentine's Day is, has been all over the map, but uh, at church we've been wrestling with this idea of the table and the power of the table and how, yeah. you know, particularly looking at the book of Luke. What you notice in the book of Luke is that Jesus is doing one of three things almost throughout the entire book. He's either going to a meal, he's at a meal, and he's teaching, or he's leaving a meal. And uh, it just it struck me. I'm like, why are we not... Like, this, if you want to know what effective church is, it's a church that learns how to eat together and party together. Because that's what he talks about throughout the book of, of Luke. So I was convicted this Valentine's Day because I realized it's my job to teach my boys how to care and protect women. Right? It's my yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, And I've done a horrible job because I had a very negative view of Valentine's Day forever. So this year I yeah. decided to flip the script. I, you know, got my boys together and said, okay, we're going to surprise the girls with Valentine's Day. I thought they would roll their eyes and think it was the dumbest thing in the world. And again, this is an 11 year old and a 13 year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they both thought it was the funnest, coolest thing in the world to plan this surprise breakfast yes. and these surprise gifts for the girls. And probably my pop- proudest moment was we were in the car on Thursday night before Valentine's Day, and we're going to go to Target to, to shop for them, right? Yeah. And uh, my youngest has already done all the research. He just randomly went up to the girls in the house and I'm like. For Valentine's Day, like what do girls like? And they all thought he had like this girl in that class. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't realize it was for them actually. So, um, we're we're stopped by a train and we're that's sitting so there. Smart. And uh, my youngest goes, "You know, Dad, I don't think we should go to Target. I think we should go to Bucky's and get them gifts from Bucky's. And that's awesome. And I'm like, I'm like. I'm crying I'm like this is the proudest moment the best day ever of my life We get to go to Bucky's <laughs> and if you don't know about Bucky's Bucky's is like the most obnoxious gas station you will ever go to and it's so much more than a gas station it's like and
1: Disneyland it's, meets 7-Eleven <laughs>
0: yes that's exactly what it is and so we go in there and, and we spend a half hour shopping and we buy t-shirts for them and some other things and, and uh, they're just all excited and then it's Friday and it's a day off of school so we can really cook breakfast and these guys yeah. like wake up early and they they take these little smokies and cut them at an angle and turn them into hearts. And I put, saw that online. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, and and then you know, uh, you know, my my oldest son, he's like, we want to make pancakes, and so then they figured out a way to make heart shaped pancakes for the girls, and you know, put red food coloring in the pancakes. So you know, they absolutely went all out for their sisters. That's awesome on this Valentine's Day, and I just thought it was the coolest absolute thing in the world and of course my oldest gets it and so she's like heaping praise on them and my youngest i had to wake up and she was just mad at the world because i woke her up and she's sitting there i was like do you do you want to tell the boys that you appreciate the breakfast oh yeah thanks I'm like, oh, you're a 15 year old. I get it. You just don't want to be alive right now. That's cool. Whatever. I'm gonna be sleeping in. <laughs> right, right. But it was fantastic to see them, like, like do. Th- and, 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 and 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 what's so funny to me is like, if you look at statistics in our culture, the two busiest days of the year yeah. um, at, at restaurants are what two days? Valentine's Day and. Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Ah, correct. Hit that Hands up. down. Good. And so I think you know instinctively we know if we want to treat someone and let someone know that they're special or that they matter, there should be a meal associated with it. Mm. The problem is is that we allow the busyness of our lives to take that from us. To take that from us during the the 364 days of the year, yeah. and, and we forget the power of sitting around a table with our family, and we don't even have to have deep and you know conversation about deep things. It's just having a meal is a nonverbal way of saying you're important enough to me that I'm going to stop doing whatever else I could be doing, and we're just going to talk and eat together and enjoy. This moment, yeah, and uh, I yeah. and and like I said, throughout history, it it was a sacred time, and now we've lost it. And I think a lot of the challenges we have in our culture today can go back to the fact that we don't eat meals together around table.
1: Yeah, you know, there's a statistic that said that uh, twenty in the last twenty years, family dinners have declined thirty three percent. So at least a third. And that this statistic was done a few years ago. And so when you when you look at it, it's dropped even more. Just the busyness of life, the schedule. All we hear is busy, busy, busy. Right. And I know right. that we're fighting against busy. We're fighting against that, but it said that over over sixty percent of those same people wish that they had uh, dinner family, family dinners more often, right. more frequently. Yep. So there's this desire for it. So we're like, okay, how do we do this? How do we fight through? Because because in reality, we're, we're we're talking about fifteen to thirty minutes, really, fifteen to thirty minutes, and that's which the is
0: insane. Because back in in the forties and fifties and sixties, yeah. dinner time used to take between sixty and seventy minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. That's how long families would sit around a table. It's an evening experience. Absolutely. And now we can't even find 15 minutes because the average dinner time with families actually sitting around a table when they do it is about 12 to 15 minutes. I know. That's insane. That's nuts. You know? And unfortunately, more often than not, those 15, 12, 15 minutes are full of distractions because we haven't disciplined ourselves to put our phones away. Exactly. We leave the TV go on in the, in the corner. So we're kind of paying kind attention, of but listen. we're not paying attention. Yeah. And we don't, it, and then when we do, because we're out of practice with it, it's awkward because we don't know how to have the conversations with the family, how to ask the questions that will encourage discussion. And so we just yeah. kind of like look at each other, power through our food and then go back to our devices and say, yes, we had a dinner together. And I'm just saying maybe, 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 our dinner times together could be more. Yeah, you know, they certainly they could
1: be more than just that. Well, that's it. You know, I mean, I feel like you know, we, we, we look at this and we're going, is is it beneficial? Absolutely. You know, um, even said that uh, right now, the the average budget is about. It used to be over. I think they said like fifty one percent of our food budget now is spent out eating out eating out and like less than between 48 i don't know where the other one percent went but 48 percent of it is is our actual grocery budget so somewhere in there we're not eating i don't know what happened but but (laughs) but 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 on the scientific side or on on the health side it said that the teens and family who share dinners three or more times per week together correct are less likely to be overweight are more likely to eat healthy food are more uh, apt to perform better academically. So literally, their their grades could go up if they have dinner together and are less likely to engage in risky behavior like drugs, alcohol, and sex and have better relationships with, with their parents. So so there's all this positive, and this isn't even a, this isn't like a faith-based statistic. This is a reality of just, hey, this is important globally. right? Believers or not, this idea that, man, we need to get together. And, you know, we, we, we've talked about this before. We've kind of said the blanket of, Have family dinners together But you had some great points about this Even in your church You talked about what what you're doing at your church Could you explain a little bit about that
0: So um, we're doing a church plant right now over in the Argyle area, uh, and we're partnering with a restaurant called Marty B's. And we had a really intense decision to make early on is, do we move all the tables and just set up chairs like a normal church, or do we just do church around tables? And we decided, let's do church around tables. And so, you know, we leaned into that. We put paper on the tables. We give crayons to everyone so they can color and doodle while the worship's going on. And we didn't understand the benefit that that would actually have, but it has absolutely allowed people and families to come alive. So one of the big challenges that a lot of churches have is what do you do with the kids? And so some of the churches will sit down and say, okay, as soon as the kids arrive, our job is to divide and conquer. And so the kids go to their kids program, the teens go to their teen church, and then the adults go to the adult church, right? Mm -hmm. And we kind of said, you know what? We're just perpetuating what is potentially negative behavior because we don't spend enough time together already. Mm -hmm. So... We said, well, why don't we set up a kids' table, but it's in the worship space, and the kids can hang out at the kids' table, but the parents can can focus. And, you know, a month in, the kids are worshiping with their parents in this space. And they're, like, doodling, and then they're engaging, and then they're doodling, and then they're engaging, and it's been fantastic. And one of the things that we do early on, in fact, it's it's right after the first song, is we sit down, I give a few announcements, and I say, okay, here's your table discussion question. Everyone at the table, share your name. And these are like mixed families. It seats like 8, 12 people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a whole bunch of people are there. It's not just one family. And we say, okay, share your name. And uh, right now we have a bucket on each table. And in that bucket is 66 tongue depressors. And each tongue depressor is a different question. And the questions are um, like, uh, you know, silly things like if you could have a superpower, what power would be? Or Mm -hmm. it has more intense things like um, how would you define ugly? You know, and and so what we invite someone to reach in, grab a stick and ask the question, the whole table has a chance to discuss that question. I love it. And what's been amazing is we keep losing buckets because families are taking the buckets, taking them home because they're seeing the value of doing it. And they're all of a sudden having this moment in worship where they're actually having fun discussion with their kids. And they're like, I can't do that at home. How do I do that at home? Well, let's use this tool that we're being introduced to in worship and use it at home and so you know we started off with like 25 buckets and we're down to like eight <laughs>
1: that's awesome oh,
0: which is the biggest win in the entire world exactly and it's and i think it ties into just this it when you actually do something that we're wired for and i think we're wired for this It actually like there's something inside of you that comes alive yeah and you're just like i want more of this the challenge is we don't know how to organize ourselves to make more of it or when we do organize ourselves to actually get the dinner table time, we don't know what to do with it. Mm. Um, and so that's why I love that tool. And and I think we're going to actually, um, if you're listening to this, you can go to the website, org yep, yep. and you can download the two sheets. You can print them off on, I think, Avery Labels and yeah, put them yeah, on yeah. something. Yeah. Um, you know, Get a box of tongue depressors from Amazon for like four bucks yeah. and a, a mason jar and just put them on your own dining room table. Because we know how hard it is. Because you get tired of like the... Yeah. How was school? How was work? And you don't know where to go from there. And this gives you this outside kind of infusion of random questions that allows you to talk. And my family, we've been doing it for a month and a half now. And um, first off, the kids will start asking the questions from the bucket before everyone's at the table, which is great. And they absolutely will take the question, and then all of a sudden a half hour will pass from one question, and we've talked about a hundred things that we never would have talked about otherwise.
1: Yeah. It's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing is not, not being afraid to to even set up a time that's just maybe even quiet. Like, if you're like, I don't I don't have these questions, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, t- getting rid of the social media, g- getting rid of all this, and then honestly just complimenting your kids, sharing hope again at whatever age we have the opportunity to share life with these kids we need to speak life or death and we can do that through sharing a meal all right so if we can take the time even at the very first and go you know what you may not have all the you may not have all the answers you may not have uh you know all the all the right questions but what i would definitely say to you is you can speak life and so whether it's it's asking about their favorite meal and what they love or asking them about you know, again, even if it is school at this point, to, to find a move. But getting these questions is so important. Getting a, something in there to, to start a foundation uh, for you guys to have this. But setting a tone. Yes, your kids are going to fight it in the beginning, but also it's funny. I, I, I read another little statistic in there that 89.9% of people crave these kind of family dinners. Correct. So 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 what you're what you're not fighting against is this idea that people want this. Like, your kids want this. Even though they don't feel like it, they want it. Because right now, the shiniest thing in their hand can go to, like, a thousand different sites and different uh, memes and jokes. Right. But what they really want is you. They're right. never going to be... There are no memories that are created as they search through memes. So have you
0: ever heard the uh, parable of the lumberjack? No, go for it. No, it's just up in the Northwest. And uh, um, I heard it, or I, I can't remember, but and I'm sure I'm slaughtering it, and someone who knows it will post and correct me on it we'll but correct us. the basic the basic parable is this that um lumberjack's being hired and um this is pre-chainsaw time so you know your power to swing the axe was important and yeah. they, they hired two guys on a monday and uh, the first guy was like six foot two this mastodon of guys strong muscular it just looked like a lumberjack and then the next guy that they hired he's like five foot six kind of scrawny just doesn't look like he has the power to to do the job and so immediately all the other lumberjacks start putting bets on who's going to cut the most trees in one day. Will the little guy even last the full day, you know, because it's such grueling work. And mm. and everyone put their money on the big guy is going to cut down the most trees. So early on in the day, that's what's happening. The big guy is swinging the axe, and he's just falling tree or felling tree or whatever it's called. Close enough. There you go. This is um, why we're tree not Tree tree is falling.
1: There you go. No, I can I'm wear a, a lumberjack
0: and I'm Okay work all night and it's the ball day that's not how it goes but anyways
1: i don't know that's a good song though. another a song. Actually, we should oh, add to money the python
0: action there so anyways nice. lunchtime happens and and the guy that's been um you know uh the the big guy um he's ahead by like five or six trees you know and everyone's thinking money's made no way this this little guy is going to um win but so after lunch, they start after, and all of a sudden, they start realizing that the big guy, man, he's, he's struggling, and he's starting to fall behind. And the little guy keeps, every time, he's starting to catch up. And before you know it, 3 o'clock rolls around, and they're about dead even. So the big guy tries even harder to get ahead. And at the end, when the whistle blows at 5 o'clock and everything's done, the little guy beat him by two or three trees. And everyone was floored by this. like, what happened? And uh, the little guy was like, well, what you didn't notice is that after every tree, I sat down for five minutes and I sharpened my axe. Because I knew that every time I swung, it had to matter. It had to count. Mm. And the big guy never took a break to sharpen the axe. And so by the time the end of the day happened, the axe was dull. And he had to have three or four times amount of power to accomplish the same hit that Mm. the first the little guy was doing with his sharpened axe. And I think the reason why I share that parable is I think dinners together as a family is a moment that you all have a chance to break take a break and sharpen the axe mm. to be reminded that you're part of something bigger than just yourself that you belong to something and even when there's chaos with your friends at school or even when there's chaos at school because of tests that are happening or college that's coming up or there's something on athletics that's not going your way you have a chance to sit down and be reminded that you're more than your grades you're more than your seat on the team or your seat on the band um, you're more than that you are a harchin or you're a you house yeah. and there's a collective that at the end of the day, you're going to be a part of this community forever.
1: Yeah, it reminds us that there's a bigger story going on around us. Right. Right. And we get to stop. You know, the second, uh, first, Thessalonians, first Thessalonians two says, uh, "So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us." There's a bigger element in here that you know we, we want our kids to understand the love of Jesus and what He has done. But that has to come from stopping. That has to come from the little things. And it's amazing what gets brought up in those meals. So taking a time, you know, looking at your calendar right now and saying, which days do these work? Right. You know, just like you said, you know, Mondays where you're, where you're, where you're kind of like you're like God days where you stopped as a family. And you said this is the right. day. You know, you, you came to realize we can't, we're, we're not going to sit down every night and have a Bible study. That is awesome if that's the case for some families who who are blessed with that but there's a lot of families who can't. So if this starts with hey you know what we we don't really get to sit down much at all. So we're going to stop and we're going to sit down over a meal. And you know, even if it is eating out, if it's together, it's not at one table and another, but right. it's stopping. Right. And it's, in, it's allowing your your intentionality to go, "Nope, it's Tuesday. This is on my calendar. I can't miss this." Yep. Because this moment will be gone. Yep. And whatever I've created that doesn't engage my family, may not be as valuable as what could be impacting them because you get to this is our calling right. to lead these kids towards towards to the knowledge and the love of christ and so so if we don't have time to stop and do that and say, put away your phone, put away your phone. It, it's going to get easier. We struggle with it, too, sometimes. Our son, it's like, put away your phone. And then all of a sudden, it's like under the table. And we're like, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. And we're like, no, no, put away your phone. But then once it's down, the conversation that comes up. And then we yeah. look up, and it's been longer than a half an hour. And we're yep. like, this is kind of fun. And we're laughing. We're having fun. So so, I, so it, it matters. It's valuable. Find the time to shave it, you know, you know, to shave out in your week to say this is important. Right. Whether it's a breakfast on a Saturday, whether it's a, a dinner on Sunday, whether it's you know every Monday we do this and getting together and I and I, I will say you will want to do it more.
0: Right. And your kids right. will desire it more. Right.
1: And then when time has passed and they, they are they are older, the memories that were made there, it's worth your fight to get them at that yeah. dinner table. So level one
0: oh one if we're talking about this is just making the time to do it on a regular basis schedule it out schedule it out 201 is when you start to have your kids help you cook the meal so they can enjoy the fruits of actually having other people enjoy their hard labor in a tangible way Mm. and in an immediate way and then level 301 is when you tell them hey it's Sunday dinner you're cooking and they have to put together the, uh, the menu, and they have to do the shopping, yeah. and then they actually prepare it, and then they have a chance to have that again. Man, there is nothing like the joy of cooking a meal and bringing joy to other people through that meal. And the sooner we can put that into the hearts of our kids, the more they'll appreciate the meals that we have with them. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that, that was taught to me by a, a friend of mine, Keith McCarty, and uh, he had his uh, 10-year-old daughter. Every Monday, she got to cook br- uh, dinner, and, you know, he goes, the first month and a half was like mac and cheese. But now she's cooking these great meals and she's already looking for the next meal and, and she like owns it. And I'm like, that is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's kind of the look at the horizon and how you can really yeah, help your kids yeah, yeah. do that. And you're teaching them life skills. How many kids are graduating from high school and don't know how to cook an egg? Yeah. You know, tragic. Yeah.
1: You know, and there's so. something valuable about teaching our young, young men to do that because there's this feeling of, well, my wife will do that. Mm-mm. and that's such a smaller minded thought that if we can if we can raise our sons to 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 be a part of that not just well that that's your job this is my job not to create those dividing lines but to say this is who I am. Yep. And so so I think there's something valuable that, you know as well as you know we're talking about these these questions and we've been starting to post these questions on our on our our Instagram page at known legacy that if you scroll through our actual page there's little kid questions with a question mark on it yeah. and each one of those are something to at least start with. So tonight if you're like hey we're having dinner together jump on our jump on our Instagram, take a look at it and go, okay, hey, and there are a few questions that you can ask your kids right there, as well as having these questions that we're going to provide on our on our resource page right at knownlegacy.org. Yeah. So, love it. We just believe in you. We believe in the value of taking time to stop and impact your family. And we know it's hard.
0: We yeah. know it's hard. It's it's hard when when so if you have little kids, make it a part of it. Um, so that when high school hits and, and there's jobs and sports and everything else you have to try and balance, they will have in their hearts a desire to make it happen somehow, some way. And if you have kids in high school and you realize that you've missed the boat, you haven't missed the boat. Yeah. Figure out creative ways to make it happen. And it doesn't have to be in the house. Yeah. You know, It can be in the house. But if not, then go out to eat someplace and figure out a place that you can eat where there's not a TV on every square <laughs> inch of every wall that you're being distracted by. Exactly. And you can just sit down and go, oh can have a conversation here we can do
1: this yeah you know so it's worth the fight it's worth the time yeah,
0: that's i mean that was jesus's mission that's how he he kicked this whole thing off is he kept having dinner with people yeah. with sinners and prostitutes and tax collectors and the church hated him for it but he said no this is the way to get to the heart of the people that i love and guess what parents you want to get to the heart of the people you love your kids have meals with them And just listen and just celebrate life together and cry together sometimes and and share the burden with each other. Sometimes it happens around the dinner table or it happens around the breakfast table. Mm. Make it a priority. Start
1: today. It's
0: never too late.
1: Love it. Well, hey, check us out on social media, uh, Facebook, Known Legacy Ministries, Instagram, like we said, at Known Legacy. For questions or comments, info at knownlegacy.org. We'd love to hear from you. We love hearing from you, and we'd love to hear your stories or some of the questions you use in your, your dinner table to help us.
0: And Bill and I believe this so much that we're actually throwing a conference for wives and husbands. Date, a night. date night. Yeah. It's not a conference. It's more of a date night because yes. we know how hard it is to go out and enjoy and just laugh. And so we're we're throwing a date uh, a date night. It's going to be a blast. It's towards the end of uh, April. April twenty third. Um, sign ups are are going live here in the next week.
1: They're here. Yeah, they're on. They're ready. Oh, um,
0: so sign up. Um, there's going to be some games. It's guys versus girls, husbands versus wives, um, and there's a, a phenomenal comedian that's going to come and just help you laugh and our goal is that you would laugh so hard your guts would hurt your eyes would hurt from the tears that roll down and you would just be like reminded of how good it is to have a good night with your
1: spouse yeah so sign up we believe in you believe in your family uh have a great day guys
0: thanks for listening to buy dads for dads on the known legacy podcast look for us on social media under known legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected For booking or questions, email us at info at
1: knownlegacy.org.